Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, our second podcast of the week. And before we even move on, I think people are really fired up from what happened yesterday. Number one, you lost your goddamn mind yeah, on the fuck Padres. Him. Fuck them. I'm, uh, I'm glad that you came around to realize yeah. the minor league system's nice, but you said something interesting, hit it right on the head, as people said to me today. Jeff was right when he said, we're worried about the product on the major league field right now. This is right. what you're charging us for, not yeah. what's in the minor leagues. So let's get it right. And that was, the, I think, the number one thing that came across. And the fact that we, you put your money where your mouth is fucking on this fucking right, team. Didn't I? You sure did. I, I shut everybody's fucking mouth. Yes. Because <laughs> Daddy Big Bucks laid out 100 bucks right there. Yeah, I did. Um, look, I, I couldn't give less of a shit about promotional shit. I couldn't give less of a fuck about that mascot, big-headed dipshit running around. All great. Right? All fun. If the team's winning. Yeah, if but they're the, winning, everyone's having a good time. But the idea that it took till about 8 o'clock tonight before we filled out the 10 spots and we had to shake Curry down for 100 bucks <laughs> to do it, I mean, that should tell you a lot. It should really tell you a lot. And I I like all those guys. This is like like Dave, Nick Canepa, I consider a very good of friend. Of course. But one of the things that I like about my feeling in sports is I have a great deal of respect for Ron Fowler and Pete Seidler for what they've meant to that team and for this community. I really like Eric Ruppner and Wayne Partello. Those guys are fucking yeah. great. But I have the right as a consumer to tell you, hey, bullshit. And I like that they can come back and say bullshit to me. That's the kind of friendship that I feel like I have with those guys. But I, I, I'm not going to be led by the fucking nose and act like everything's great with that product. We don't know right now if Urias is going to be a star. Nope. We don't know if Eric Lauer or Luke Casey or any of those guys. It'll be true number ones. Shit, I don't know if they're going to be fours. <laughs> I mean, really, Dave, you don't know. Yeah, you, you don't know. I, I do like the, both those guys. I do think, as yeah. far as rookie years, I do think those guys are rotation guys. I do like what I saw from those guys overall. All right, but I don't like it when people in the game of baseball tell you that fucking Mejia is a complete disaster behind the plate. How about disaster in left field? How about the fact that you probably should have never traded for him because he can't oh, play a position? I, hang on. I wouldn't go that I, far. Well, okay, where are you going to put him because he can't catch? Well, we'll find out. I mean, well, according to these experts, they say he's a horrible outfielder and a horrible catcher. So what does that leave? Well, I'll tell you exactly. This team will stick him at third base. You fucking took it right. What are you going to say? A hundred percent. hundred fucking percent, man. hundred percent. And and they do all this shit. Yeah. It, it's a complete smoke and mirrors. And that's the problem. And if we ever could figure our shit out in this town, um, I didn't even post it today because I'm such a fucking good guy. You're classy. I am. But I wrote a Facebook post on this date in 2015. And 2015 was the date. Uh, actually, it goes back even further than that. It may have been like 2013. It doesn't okay. matter. But it was about that time. It may have been 2013 when I wrote, Today for the first time, Mark Fabiani sounded defeated. And I wrote a post on that day talking about how Fabiani had always been high energy, which is absolutely true whether yeah. you want to believe it or not. I fucking talked to him more than any of you dickheads did. <laughs> so don't fucking tell me how the interview went. I know how it went. 
And he had always been, whether it was Oceanside or Chula Vista or Mike Aguirre or anything else, Fabiani was always saying this was part of the plan. That's why when I see guys that write, well, as soon as you hired the hatchet man Fabiani, you knew this team was out of town. You couldn't be more fucking wrong. You could not be any more fucking wrong if you tried because none of you were there. None of you talked to him on the air, off the air as they tried to make it happen. What happened with Fabiani was they tried to do, in the simplest of terms, they tried to do a WWE heel turn. They tried to get attention by playing the bad guy, and Mark had to go from being Hulk Hogan to Hollywood Hogan, and it blew up in their face. But they were making zero fucking traction with Mark being a good guy, which he had been for about 10, 11 years. And if you want to deny it, you're just simply wrong. I'm telling you from Dave dealt with him and I dealt with him and none of you were in the fucking room. You are simply wrong. They tried to change their tactics and it exploded in their face. And at that point, they knew the fucking game was over. Then he just continued to be a dick every day. But for a long time, he wasn't. And that's what I'm saying, Dave. We just have a tendency in this town to let the status quo. I'm listening to Ted yeah. right now, driving down tonight, listening to San Diego State. And he's saying, hey, crowd out here tonight. That's an okay crowd. He said, you know, the show's section's about half full. A lot of empty seats here tonight. That's what Ted said. He announced it on there and they let empty seats. And then he said, you know, the problem with this Aztec team, and I found this fascinating from Ted. Okay. He said, uh, this team simply does not look for the open man. He said this team is very good on the dribble drive, but other teams scout that, and when they defend the dri uh, dribble drive, what the Aztecs do is instead of figuring, hey, it's a one-on-three, one of my teammates must be open, instead they just drive the lane and hope they get the foul. Wow. And I said, that's what I said, Dave. I go, fuck, that's really good. But when you hear that there are empty seats in the arena, and when you hear that the team doesn't play basic fundamental basketball when the announcer who's covered that team for 30 fucking years is saying to me, these guys don't do the basics. You know what I hear? Brian Dutcher sucks. He does suck. He We're does. empty. We said this two weeks ago, and people lost their mind when we said, time for Dutch to go. The program's on the downfall. And what did they do? They had a horrible loss we'll fucking this extend past him. weekend. Yeah. Andy well Green sucks, <laughs> but we'll extend Andy Green. Brian Dutcher sucks, but you know what? Fuck Mark Fabiani and fuck Dean. Oh, my God. It makes me absolutely insane that nobody can just fucking focus on what matters. The building shouldn't be... The show section shouldn't be half full. No. Not when you're playing on campus. Not when school's in. Not when it's a fucking Tuesday night. It should not when be. When it's the only game in town. Yes. I and mean, if you're a sports fan, it's the only game in town. The problem is you go on the road, you lose to a team like Air Force. This isn't me telling you that they don't play fundamental basketball. It's the fucking guy who's watched every game for 30 years who said tonight, man, you know what the Aztecs don't do? And laid it out for me to go, shit, I'm not a basketball yeah. guy, but that's basic fundamental basketball. Put it this way. You're a basketball guy enough that has two boys that play basketball, that they're taught in a three-and-one drill, that you get the ball to the center. The guy gets to the free throw line and just pushing the ball up the court, and he's yeah. going to decide on that moment 
which guy am I passing it to or if I'm taking it to the lane because it's yeah. a three-on-one. Right. The odds are in your fucking favor. Right. It's an automatic basket. It's not my assessment of the team. It's not Ted saying this is what they're not doing tonight. It's Ted saying this is what we don't do. Brian Dutcher was owed nothing. He had a job like all of you have a job, and he should have fucking interviewed for it, and they should have seen who else was up for it, and they should have said, you know what? We just don't think you're the guy. We have to shoot big. We have to think big. Andy Green's not the right manager for the Padres, but guess what? He'll fucking be there on opening day when they get kicked in the nuts again, and he'll stand there in front of the podium, and he'll tell you his bullshit. Hey, you know, our guys competed. They played really hard. It's tough when you look up at that scoreboard, and it's eight fucking one in the fourth. (laughs) Or about 15 nothing against the Dodgers two years ago on opening day. Yeah, and I know uh, Jeff and Brian Curry and the other magnificent eight are a little fucking nervous tonight and i'm gonna tell you the truth bill center and i don't like the way you're looking at me dennis lynn the magnificent eight yes i'm nervous <laughs> this isn't the show here guys bill i don't have the ability to hit the reset button or adjust the difficulty from pro to rookie the guys in the other room they want to win too and guess what they did fuck what are you looking at, Annie? Huh? You look nice. I like your hair that way. <laughs> That's good for you. Here's the deal. Speaking of your Padres, they open yeah. up on uh, on March 28th, okay? Who, who's getting the first ass kicked? <laughs> well, here's the, like Roadhouse. He, he, they should be the Daltons. I'm going to come do this show every night in a red and black flannel shirt. Fuck you. Here's the interesting thing. They open up against the Giants, and the Giants are horseshit. Yeah, they suck. But the Padres need that first win because Andy Green's never been above 500 yeah. his entire time as manager of the Padres. Yeah, I'll tell you the other thing that we're doing tomorrow, too. We're going to check your fucking math. I just I just realized today that we all took you at your fucking word that the number's 77 and It a is. Half. According to Vegas odds, it was 77 and a half last week. All right, we're going to check. And you're going to buy me a nice diamond Z4 ring. It says Dave Champion. Excuse me, Jeff and I are watching this. <laughs> fucking commercial that they run during laker games <laughs> these fucking z4 rings for 20 bucks what the hell it can you I'm, imagine if you buy one of those yeah and they, they guy must sell a shitload of them because yeah. they run these commercials like crazy the there must be eight million women in la wearing the same fucking shitty ring here's what here's what just between you and me <laughs> we already have our guys that are in for the hundred bucks yeah but this is going to be the best thing of this thing okay yes you know how they have that little fucking gnome that they give away on the Padre pregame yeah. show for Pick the Stick? It's pretty funny. I'm saying right now that you and I will each kick in 20 bucks, and we're going to buy ourselves a fucking trophy for this room. I like it. And it's going to say, smartest guy in the room. <laughs> and it'll either stay on this side, like the old superstar yeah, competition. I like it. When they did the tug of war at the end. Yeah. Smartest guy in the room is either going to be on this side like of the table it. or over there. Perfect. And we'll let that fucking dick, miserable Padre fan, <laughs> he'll get to award the trophy on that night when he's either down here paying you in fives and greasy ones or you're paying him in a crisp $100 bill. And then he'll present the trophy because I just want to sit here. That Maybe is it's so a good funny. dog. I don't know. That is hilarious. Yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> I was surprised when that came out yesterday that how many people this morning when they started listening to the show started coming through yeah. didn't jump in and take right. the bet. 
Because you, you, I mean, I'm the guy that's up for a thousand bucks if right, I lose. Right. You know, it's only a hundred bucks the other way. And at the same time, you're in the game. We're going to talk right. about you all summer long. Yeah. You and that little dick t-shirt tech <laughs> pointed out. You're like, uh, you're kind of a man on the island. And I was like, yeah, I fucking noticed. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people saying they're not going to win shit. It's going to be great, Dave. It's going to be great. It'll be so much fun. It really does go to show, as they wrote in the LA Times today, that with gambling, and you're going to start to see on these games yeah. where you're going to have a feed where the money line's going to show and it'll fluctuate as the game goes on. It's about to take sports to a different level because when you have a little action on the Even game. Even if it's 10 bucks a game, it's important. Changes the whole it fucking does. thing. Changes the whole thing. It Every does. pitch matters. All of a sudden, every pitch matters because ultimately with this team, Dave, if they win 78, they're not winning 88. Let's just yes. say that. They're not fucking yeah. winning 88. So what what the goal is, it's like strive for fucking 80. Well, shit, no. I can't even strive for 75. Shine for 79. <laughs> Shit, strive for 75. I'm still out of 100. Yes. But it's going to, everything that we do, every fucking pitch, when Andy goes strolling out there, God damn, yes. can we just give it to Barajas? <laughs> oh, we're going to lose our shit. And you you're going to lose your shit. This team won 66 games last year. You're betting yeah. this team's going to win 12 more games. Yeah. Than, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, no, I'm aware of that. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to let you know. That's a lot, and they but, haven't made any major changes. No. Do you know there's 200 free agents still on the open market in baseball? Okay. I heard that number I'm, today. I'm glad you brought station. that up. I was going to bring this up to you today because when you look at baseball, you and I are really big baseball fans. Yes. We are. We do. We love baseball love like we did when we were kids. Yeah. And a lot of people who listen to this and a lot of baseball fans in San Diego feel the same way. I hate it when people say the base, the sport is sucking or it's boring. This and that. There are a lot of things about baseball that do make it boring. Like the obviously the the analytics start to hurt the uh, game a little bit. There's no bunning, there's much. no stolen bases, it's either a home run or nothing. There are a lot of things with baseball. But this free agency thing has turned really bad. Uh-huh. They need to start putting deadlines in because everyone's right. waiting to see what happens with Harper and Machado and before they can move forward. Because once those guys are signed, then other teams can start putting pieces in place, which basically nobody's talking about your sport right now. Right. The NFL only goes four to six weeks an entire calendar year. They only play yeah. 16 games a year where you don't talk football, and that's between June and the middle of July. And then it's back to the NFL mm-hmm. again. They do a great job. Baseball completely blew the winter meetings. They've yeah, completely horrible. have been off, off the map for the last month. Nobody's talking baseball, and you're waiting to see what happens with, again, Harper and Machado. Right now, as we're doing the show on January 15th, mm-hmm. we still have no idea where these guys are going. But yet the pieces can't fall into place. There's going to be a rush of excitement for baseball automatically when everybody reports to spring training. Because true baseball fans get excited that day. Mm-hmm. But you're killing yourself these two, three months of nobody talking about your sport. And when guys do talk about it, nothing against Dennis Lynn because I think he does a great job. Yeah. But if you notice, every baseball expert is boring as fuck to listen to on the radio. They have the yeah. worst tone. They're all bad. They're all I boring. Did. Yeah, none of those guys you hang out with at a party. The, the the enthusiasm and the dorkiness of those guys that play Dungeons and Dragons at lunchtime, that's what they sound like. You wouldn't hang out with these guys. They're boring as hell to listen to on radio or watch on TV. And the sport right now is cutting its own throat. There's a few guys that I do like. 
that I think are really talented. I'll start with the guys that I don't like. Okay, not, forget about even disliking. But I mean, as far as guys that, that you like listening to them Correct. talk. That's okay, what I'm okay. Saying. I, I That's what know. I'm going with. I can't stand Joel Sherman from Major League Baseball. Okay. Can't stand the guy. And he's probably talented and probably tied in. I just fucking can't take the guy. I can't take Peter Gammons anymore. Oh, I think it's past him. Yeah, enough with him. Uh, I love Bob Nightingale as a guy. Bob Nightingale gives you absolutely nothing. Yep. Bob as a guy, as a writer, is fantastic, but there's nothing there. Um, the guys that I, I like, I'll give you uh, – I like I like Scotty Miller a lot. I don't think but, that Scott gives you anything. Well, that's the thing. Scott uh, Scott Miller is one of our favorite guys. Awesome. He's dude. been really great to us. I could hang Scott, with Scott at a party. Me too, but Scott never breaks a story. No. He never breaks a story. Scott's, Scott's not a beat writer. Scott's more yeah. a columnist. Yeah. And very good at writing baseball stories. But he's not a guy that's going out. He's not uh, Wojnarowski yeah, that, of the NBA. That's what baseball needs. They need a guy like that. Right. A Peter King, one of those guys. Right. Buster's a little fucking twerp. He's yeah. a dick. But we know he's a dork. The guy used to sit on the floor in the pantry eating SpaghettiOs yeah, out, of a, out, of a, story. out of a pot. Out of a big saucepan. Yeah. <laughs> while Kraz walked around in a bathroom. Ooh, what do they do with all the women? Hey, ladies, single file. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. What's your argument again? Yeah. <laughs> who do you uh, like? Uh, the one guy who I think is really good and breaks stuff is Ken Rosenthal. Ken's yes, great. Yes, he does. Ken's great. And I'll tell you the other guy who I think is really good. Um, I know we had Ken on the Fox show a few times, and he was great, even though he has to probably tell the same story 10 fucking times. The guy who I think is good and does get really good shit is John Heyman. Yes, I think he does. John Heyman's really good. So I would say those two guys. Nightingale's really cool. Scotty Miller I could hang with anywhere. But those guys are more baseball writers. As far as hardcore Dave figuring what you're yeah. saying about breaking stories, Rosenthal does that and uh and John Heyman does that. I think that's pretty good. Because that's what we're all doing right now. As baseball fans, we go on every day and see where are but, these guys going. But the the other problem is, too, in fairness to the Scott Millers and Busters and everything, baseball has changed. And the days of being able, like, uh, I've said this story. We got Boach. Uh, we had a few beers yeah. in Peoria one night with Boach. And Boach leaned over to me and said, well, going to be fun uh, having Ricky back, right? Yep. And I go, what? And he goes, what? <laughs> And I he go, what? what? <laughs> and I go, what did you just say? And he basically was like, fuck. Yeah. Did I just tell you Ricky Henderson's coming yeah, back to I mean, the pods? Was, That's yeah. how it went. I mean, it wasn't like a Machado yeah. signing. Yeah, we didn't go sprinting out of there, but right. we, we did tell but the story. But we had it the next day yes, without, we did. without tying it back to boat. Exactly. Towers would tell you stuff. And I think with these guys, I'm sorry. I heard Andy Green say it on Darren's show. Preller doesn't talk to anybody. No. You can't break a story if nobody's talking. Nobody talks anymore. You can't have a circle where it's like, hey, Dave, uh, what do you, you know, where are you at with Costa? Well, hey, Costa represents Machado. You know, I'm very happy to go six years. Mike's really holding out for eight. We're trying. I think we're in the game, right? It's not bad. We're talking on a regular basis, but if Mike stays, on his number, then I can't do it. You go, okay, well, people close to negotiations say that the Padres are in it and that uh, there has to be a little give and take. That's the way the game works. Yes. Hey, Mike, where are you at with the Padres? Uh, you know, Dave's 
on his number. I we tend to think that our number is better. Uh, conversation goes on. I don't know other phones, but we kind of like talking. That's how the game works. Yep. Now when you're like, hey Mike, where you at with Padres? Nowhere. Hey Padres, where you at with Mike? Nowhere. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. That to me defeats. I'm sorry. That defeats the fun as a fan. You generate no buzz around exactly. your team. No, no buzz around the sport. Yeah, but I'm talking about yeah, on the I, local no, level. I, I know, but I'm just saying it's not just the local level. People, when you're yeah. talking big names, yeah. when there's a mystery team and people right. think maybe it could be Machado no, or Kluber it. coming here and the people haven't figured out, well, if you listen to Ken Rosenthal, they aren't holding on to Kluber. They're going to flip him for a third baseman of the Reds. The, the, the whole deal as far as big names that would end up going through San Diego yeah, there's an interest level. And all of a sudden, yeah. San Diego's in the talk as far as big-name guys, whether they're keeping those guys or not. It, it doesn't matter whether it's the Mariners, it's the Padres, it's the Yankees. Right now, nobody's talking about baseball players because no. Harper and Machado aren't in a hurry to sign. They're going to drag this thing out the way J.D. Martinez did last year. And now you start, like for me, Dave, I look at it and I go, wow, is Morion on the move? Is Quantrill on the move? Is Josh Naylor on the move, right? Some guys yeah. like that that you go, okay. Um, like that. The Kluber thing's fascinating because if you get that kid, uh, Sizel or whatever his name is, the third baseman from the Reds, that kid kind of fits more for what you're doing than I feel like Kluber does. Absolutely, he does. Because he's an absolute stud at third yep. base, and now all of a sudden you go stud third baseman, shortstop, yep. second baseman, and you go, okay, we'll, we'll gamble on Hosmer. Like, I watched everybody beat the shit out of Hosmer today on, on social media. Guy had a terrible year. He's had a pretty good fucking career. Like, I'll take a chance on Hosmer that he can bounce back. If he's shitty two years in a row, then then fuck, fuck. man. Every, yeah. But he's not that fucking dick uh, Jacoby Ellsbury. I mean, the Yanks <laughs> got beat on guys, yeah, they, right? They have. The thing is, the Yankees can afford to make mistakes, right? True. Whereas, you know, Hosmer's numbers, nobody saw 253, 18 home runs, 69 runs knocked in. Nobody saw that bad of a year. And then when his defense went in the toilet... Right. That was disappointing. So that to me is a that to me is a very interesting guy this year because yeah. if you end up with two young guys at second and at short, right, the major league grind on those guys, I want to know that my big time big shot first baseman is going to be there to bail them out if they need to be bailed out. Yeah. And right now we I think we look at it and go, fuck, I don't know. But I, I just keep looking at Mejia. And they go, okay, this kid hits the fucking shit out of the ball. That's why he's a top 15 prospect in baseball. I was looking at and go, well, how the fuck is he a top 15 prospect if, if people within the game say the kid's defense is that horrendous? Don't you flip him to an American League team for something and say this kid, just, if you're an American League team, we're just going to sit there and bring this guy up as a DH. Uh, I mean, what, what's the shame in that? I mean, David Ortiz had a hell of a career. Edgar Martinez had a hell of a career. If you can yeah, hit, but you can hit. But like I read today and just going and looking through it, there's guys that say that his problems defensively yeah. can be fixed. That oh, he's boy. not, that he's, you're not putting uh, Will Myers behind the play. And, and, no, I understand and that, that. And Dave, for once, I don't mean that as a shot at Will Myers. Let me change that up. It's not like you're putting uh, Brian Mitchell behind the plate where you go, well, this fucking guy doesn't have any idea at all what he's doing back here. Yeah. I mean, there's people like I read a bunch of shit on Mejia today and there's people that say he's he's staying behind the plate. But talk to people in the game and go, OK, what do you see? You see a different game than I see. What do you see? Woo. Woo. 
But but Dave, <laughs> but then I see. Tell me about Austin Hedges at yeah. the plate. Well, defensively, he's really good. He does great. What do you see at the plate? Whew. Yes. You know, but I, I don't know. I I think that's why. But you have other guys coming up, right? Coming up, maybe both those fucking guys are out. And then you take a look at who's coming up behind them. Fuck, you have like five catchers in the in the minor leagues. Yeah, and again, is it five catchers that can actually play? And it's funny you say that about catchers, because I think obviously we know how important that position is. They handle an entire pitching staff. Your body's taking a beating back there. Yeah. Nobody expects a ton offensively when you get it once in a blue moon. You remember those guys. You remember the Gary Carters, the Johnny Benches, the the guys who are studs back there that have done it for years. Yadi Molina's had a great career. But I take but, Carlos Hernandez at this point. You know, I, t- I take a Carlos Hernandez where you go. That's interesting to say that. I, Carlos Hernandez and Hedges, I think, almost a little similar with Hedges' defense being a lot better. But I felt like Carlos hit. I don't remember Carlos ever being a 217 guy. I got to look and, that one and up. And I heard Hedges. I heard Hedges crowing the other day about being a 17 home run guy. He's another guy, man, with these analytics that come out. Yeah. Show me home runs that matter. Yeah. Because if nine of your 17 home runs come in a game where you're down eight to two, then you're an eight home run guy. Sorry, you're an eight home run guy. I don't need a fucking solo shot. And that cuts the lead to eight. (laughs) Austin Hedges, goodbye. Fuck face. See, that's the shit right there to make baseball exciting. Right. Right there. Turn me loose on the play-by-play. That's it. That's exactly what you need. Here's the pitch to Hedges. Swung on and driven. No fucking clue where this was in the fourth when we needed it. Great. It's gone. Big fucking deal. Big Austin Hedges. Fuck me. Guy can't hit shit, but look at his big smile as he rounds second. And the crowd of 104 fuckheads stand up and applaud. Nine to two Reds. Free blowjobs in the parking lot for everybody named Leisure Fryer. Yeah. Oh, boy. How do you not work for the commissioner's office? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Here's the pitch to Hosmer. Couple guys on. This is a difference maker. And guess what? He fucking grounded out to third. Fucking shocker. <laughs> Ground ball to Myers at third right through his fucking legs. God <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm looking at your guy, Carlos Hernandez, by the way. His his career batting average, two fifty three. Yeah. Okay. Home runs though, not many. He only hit twenty four career home runs. Is that right? Yeah, and he played for uh, played ten numbers, years in the give league. Give me his numbers on the '98 team because I know he was splitting time. Yeah, I think he split time with, with Greg Flaherty. Myers, right? Or was it? Yeah, it was Myers. Flaherty was with the '96 team. All right, wasn't it Myers? Yeah, probably that impact guy. Okay, on alumni deal on alumni day. Okay, he, I hope uh, Greg Myers is here, Dad. He played 129 games on that '98 team. No kidding. Yeah, it's a lot more than I expected. Actually, nine home runs, 52 runs knocked in, hit 262. Right there, Dave. Yeah. I take that. Yeah. I take that more than Hedges' 17 home runs. Yeah. And a leader on that team. Quiet leader. A lot like me. <laughs> what the hell is that supposed Quiet. to mean? It's definitely not you. <laughs> you know what? You could be that guy that just stick in the uniform. Like the Dodgers used to keep Mickey Hatcher just to loosen yeah. the locker room. 
You're that guy. I just sit there at the end. Just going up and down the, the, the bench, just busting <laughs> balls. It'd be great. Great home run. Yeah. Hey, that's great. Your 15th home run, your ninth RBI. <laughs> You're a real difference maker. And make sure you sign your uh, rookie card for yeah. my kid. Sign it, Mark Grant. <laughs> sign it, Mark Grant. See, Lasorda always believed you needed one of those guys around. Yeah. You have those guys around, you're in good yeah. shape. You got to keep one guy to keep them loose. Well, you know, I feel like I hit 17 home runs. I'm a power guy. I had 17 home runs. I had 21 RBIs this year. I feel great. Hit 207. Been spending a lot of time at Boomers. Hitting in the cage. Feel like my uh, Miss Pac-Man numbers are going up. I'm looking forward to really making a difference on this team. Look, I feel like if I go out, stay healthy, do my thing, we're easily a 74-win team. Yes. There you go. You just need 78. Just got to win this fucking bet. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. Oh, my Would gosh. Would kill anybody? That is that is too damn funny. By the way, dude, speaking of uh, Bryce Harper, do you see the Chicago Cubs came out today and said we're officially out? Yeah. That, did that surprise you or do you believe that? Yeah, I do. Okay, you believe that, Theo? There's no way Bryce Harper's I, just I out think, of the, out of the running. I think you're seeing it with baseball. I, I, look, man, <laughs> I'm sorry. I think the guys we talked about. I think the Ellsbury deals. I think the Hosmer yeah. deals. I think there's too many of these deals where teams are like, "Fuck, we're just not going to get buried by it anymore. We're not going to pay a ten, luxury ten year tax. contracts are going to kill you. Even the, the Angels Pool have holds. been counting down pools. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's. It's really interesting. You go, okay, what is the difference? Uh, you know, and you've heard people say it might have been, uh, God dang, it might have been Ryan Barkley put out the other day. He goes, obviously, one guy is not going to make a difference when you look at Mike Trout and the Angels. Mm-hmm. What's it gonna What's it gonna take overall? For For a fan standpoint, obviously, Harper's going to put butts in the seats and sell jerseys and everything else. But mm-hmm. you're right. Is he that guy? He had that one amazing year. Yet it looks like Harper, who always wanted to be a Yankee, and then you think he's going to the Cubs and. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, you don't ever hear the Dodgers' name anymore. It's always the teams like the Phillies, the White Sox. It's really strange huh? the way it's Nationals. breaking down. I mean, yeah. if Machado ends up with the White Sox, for example, how much better is he than when he was with the Orioles his whole career? Yeah. Same shitty organization. Yeah, I just left there. Yeah. Just left there. I was just there. And you read the Sun-Times and you read the Tribune and – Look, the the front page story was the fact that the Bears lost Vic Fangio to go to the Denver Broncos as the head coach. It wasn't the Blackhawks. It was not anything going on with the Bulls. It was they were pissed about Cody Parkey yeah. going to the Today Show. They're yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, you know, Matt Nagy was saying, we've always been a team that was we. Yeah. And he said that didn't feel like a we moment. I mean, they're a Bears town. Right now, they're the Bears. And way back on fucking uh, C4, C5, a little update like, hey, where the White Sox would be is they signed John Jay. Yeah. And, God, you know, like everybody loses their shit the other day because Deadspin, who is notorious for writing why your team sucks every year before the NFL season. And we'll tell you every team why your team sucks, but everybody freaks out thinking they only focus on your team for the year. Deadspin wrote a headline the other day. It said White Sox signed a shitty player. And they were talking about John. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now John Jay gets 4 million, right? Yeah. Now let me ask you this. Yeah. 
You're you're John Jay. Yeah. You've you've hung around in this game. You have a very good uh you know, you have a high likability factor oh, amongst yeah. everybody who's yeah. dealt with you. Media loves yeah. you, fans like Dude, you. Every organization, St. Louis, San Diego, the yeah. Cubs, yes. So now you wake up on Monday and you see the dead spins written about you. White Sox sign shitty player. Now, are you going to be like, whoa, what the fuck is that? Or are you going to be like Peter King and all these other fucking, hey, this is terrible. This is insulting and this is awful. And what? Ter- and by the way, he's not. Well, he's not going to the Hall of Fame. No. I like John. I, like, Everybody likes him. Yeah. But I mean, you look at it and you go, dude, come on. Yeah. Are, are we that fucking sensitive now? You can't look at it and just. Uh, wait, everything. You get your feelings hurt yeah. about everything. I guarantee it. John Jay's feelings were hurt. You and I, if that was you and I, we would have left great. our asses off. It'd be great. It'd be framed yeah. on this wall. Yeah. Every, every, dude, Woods, Woods would be freaking out if it was him. He, he, he would be, be a mess. Same with Costa. You and I yeah. would think it was funny as shit. Steve would, Steve Nancaro Woods would be fucking <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah. If it was, if it, okay, let's see the guys who make the yes. cut. If it's you and me, that fucking thing is getting framed, and it's going out here. Yeah. Cubs signed or White Sox signed shitty player today. The White Sox signed Dave Ballet. That is on the wall, right? Yeah. Who cares? I'm getting that thing framed. All right, let's go. Let's that go down so the line, real. Keep, you keep it in your locker. Media's asking, use that. Use that as motivation. No, I think it's fucking hilarious. It's, <laughs> yeah, and I want it. In the background of every one of your shots, I want to make your graphics guy have to fuzz it out every night. All right. I know the one guy. Let's do the the local media draft um, of guys that are automatically in for that. I'll take the first pick. That are okay with it? That would yes. laugh at it like you and me. I can't think of one. Who do you got? Oh, I have the immediate first pick. Right, go it's ahead. the easiest slam dunk no-brainer of all time. Scott Kaplan. Oh, Scott would laugh. Yes, Scott you're right. Would, Scott would retweet yeah. it. Yeah, he would. And I'll, can I go with, with one second guy, too? Oh, man, yeah, if you can. I can't, Honestly, I cannot think of one. Uh, the second guy would be, it's a little bit more in the, in the weeds, but you'll get it, is Jonas Knox. Oh, yeah. Jonas retweets. He would. Jonas retweets. Jonas, uh, Jonas Knox, who does a national show for Fox, yes, it's, he would. It's a good friend of ours. Yes. And that is so... Jonas loves it more than we do. Yes. Jonas would retweet it if it was... Jonas may fight the guy if it was directed at you or me. <laughs> that's Like, true. that's who he is. Yes. Jonas would be that guy, even though he'd get a frame for the office, he'd still want to fight that guy, and Jonas yeah. would probably work him over. But then, uh, but if it was for him, like Kaplan... Kaplan's yeah. got that gene, too. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Darren, no. Darren, no. I'm telling you, Woods and Costa would have the hardest time with it. True. Yeah. Ben Ben would just not see it. <laughs> uh, I actually think I actually think Hardwick would be the guy who would laugh at that, too. Oh, gosh. That is funny. He might. He, he might. I got to you. Know tell Nick's you. Got that, yeah. you know Nick's got that side. Yeah. I think Nick would actually. I he, think Nick Judd wouldn't like it. No, he would not. That's funny as shit that you say that. It, you know, it's there's certain things in friendships where things happen and you go, okay, that's why I'm friends with that guy. I, yeah. had, a, I had a text message exchange with Woods this morning, and I can't even read it on there. Right. I mean, we say everything on the show. I can't say this right. on the show. You weren't even part of this one. Oh, okay. Fuck. I was going to okay. tell you after the show. 
But uh, I laughed my ass off for about an hour. He's and, great. And while he's doing the show, he's, right. he's and you and I used to do the same thing. We'd write people nonstop yeah. too. But God dang, he said some funny fucking shit where I'm like, this is why I'm friends with this guy. This yes. is why he's one of my favorite people. He is. Yeah. He's family. He is Fuck. absolute family to us. That's the thing. Loyal is against the whole thing. Yeah. Here's this shit. Here's him get here's himself get kicked in the fucking balls every night. <laughs> he's writing me at four thirty in the morning because that's when he's listening to the show. The and he was sitting shooting right back at you and me. He said something the other day on Twitter, and I I had a call. Him. I go, look, that was so fucking funny. I can't take it. Um, we were talking about something. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, and I mentioned a bunch of different... Oh, I know what it was. When all these uh, pussies got their feelings hurt that Walchef liked the Chargers. So I said, hey, Steve likes the Yankees. Ben went to Tory. All yeah. I did was go right up the, the fucking row yeah. of the 1090 lineup. Sorry that I started with Woods <laughs> and Ben. <laughs> So then he goes, uh, he retweets it, and he goes, why'd you start with me, dickhead? And then I go, here's a prime example of a pussy who gets your feelings hurt to quit. And then, but what he said was, why'd you subtweet me, you, you fuck? I don't know what he had. It was so fucking funny. And, like, that's a shit. Like, Mark. Mark Grant today. Did you see Mud's picture that no. Mud put out? So Mud puts out a picture. He he bought this ISDN set, like a little fucking kid who got an extra ten dollars yeah. in his allowance. When Mud used to do a weekly hit with us on thirteen sixty, he went out and bought a full radio setup that has been in his house in Alpine for whatever that is, five years. Yeah. Well, we fucking leave and Nick and Judd can't talk baseball. So there was nowhere for mud to go. Well, now all of a sudden he's doing hits with Ben and woods, which is great for all parties involved. So Mark takes a picture of the studio. Yeah. And he's got his microphone and he's got an old school (laughs) pencil sharpener. And on top of the pencil sharpener, there's like five Mark Grant cards. Okay? Yeah. So somebody writes to him and said, hey, very cool old school pencil sharpener. And are those, give your own cards at your desk. To which Mud replies, they're for fan mail. So I write, well, it looks like you're covered for the next 10 years. <laughs> And I put a little video of Fred Armisen and Chris Catan doing a rim shot, like old style comedian, right? So Mud writes to me and he go, or Mud writes back on Twitter, the first one's going to say F you, Jeff. And I said, well, I want that card. If you're going to sign a card, yeah. F you, Jeff, I want it. Well, not only did he sign one F you, Jeff, he signed one using profane language. But he told me, hey, don't tweet that out. Well, I'm not going to tweet that out. Somebody's going to get it. I can't wait to get that card. (laughs) But, like, what people don't understand, and this is with Woods, I've known Mud 
since 1995. So what is that? 24 years? No, not 24 years. Yes. Like how many friends do you have where you go, yeah, I've been friends with that guy for 24 years. And he and I, he's a Chicago guy. I'm a Minneapolis guy. That means we, the White Sox hate the Twins. The North Stars hated the Blackhawks. Yeah. The Vikings hate the Bears. The whole shit. Of course. Gophers hate Illinois. But he genuinely makes me laugh so much. We have the best time. But it's the first thing that I do, Dave. I'm like, I got to look at this picture of this office because there's going to be something I can fucking kick him right <laughs> in the nuts about. And as soon as he said, yeah, it's fan mail. And I look, I go, what are there? That's hilarious. Six, six fucking cards. And I'm like, well, you're covered for the next 10 years. <laughs> Corey Stewart hits like. Yes. And he's like, yeah, the first card's going to say F you, Jeff. And I'm like, well, I actually want that. <laughs> but uh, but people don't get it. Yeah. Like, you, you don't. Like, you don't get, this is a guy, Stevie Woods, like you're saying, while he's on the show, we're texting him. Like, we're sending him shit, laughing, Darren, Kaplan, like, that's the thing, with mud. So I never get why people, why can't you just sit back and watch it? Why is there this constant need for people to feel like, hey, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and jump in. Like, is that what you do when you just walk around the restaurant? You go to Applebee's and you're like, <laughs> you just jump into every conversation. Hey, let me, yeah, you know what? Let me, let me add a little something here to what you guys were talking about. <laughs> Who are you? Hey, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> you're clearly struggling with your conversation. So let me just sit down. Yeah, can I, hey, sweetie, can I get a orange soda over here, please? They'll cover it. Yeah, I'm just going to jump in. And, and give you my thoughts right here. It's exactly what it is. Every time on social media, I'm like, I just feel like saying, and I can't do it. And you fuck off. <laughs> you can't tell people to fuck off. They're the ones that support you on this show. That's it. The same people I, backing your back on these bets. Well, that's true, too. And you know what? I'll tell you this. The real reason why I don't tell a lot of you fuck off <laughs> is yeah. because I feel like I'm an extension of the good family at TaylorMade Pool. Yes. That's I true. I can't do that because Al's Canadian. That's true. <laughs> Al never told anyone to fuck off. No. Maybe yes. Maybe it says fuck off, eh? <laughs> Speaking of the guys over at TaylorMade Pools, Alan Taylor's been in business for 20 years in San Diego. TaylorMade Pools is a place to go for new construction new construction on commercial and residential, full remodels, and don't forget about new equipment and repairs, pool resurfacing, insulation. Now's the time to call Alan Taylor and make sure you're set up for the spring, for the summer, and you have that perfect pool. Make your house the house that everybody comes to because you have that backyard that looks like a resort. Alan Taylor's the, the guy that can do it. Make all your dreams come true. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I'm going to have Al Taylor build a pool for me. And when he does, who I'm going to have at the bottom, Dave, that everybody can see when they fly over, it's going to look like a crisp $100 bill. And right in the middle, it's going to have your dumb grin. Going to have your dumb face on it. And it's going to, everybody's going to be swimming. It's going to be great. We're going to be doing chicken fights. Chicken fights. We're going to have all kinds of silliness going on. Those stupid things that, uh, those snakes, I don't even know what those are. I guess that's so Geekster doesn't drown in the deep end. We'll have all that silly shit. And then everybody looked down at the bottom and go, God damn, look at Dave. I'll go, yeah, he paid for this pool. Whole thing. hundred bucks. <laughs> Alan Taylor right now. No! <laughs> shit! 
shit. Uh, <laughs> Amy! <laughs> get get, get Jeff on the horn. <laughs> get that dumb fuck on the phone. We don't have $100 pools, you asshole. <laughs> shit. But I won't put Dave's face on the bottom. I'll take care of that. Uh, I can't think of a better place to have a pool. I have an incredibly close friend who lives in Toronto. Although I was yeah. told tonight, Dave, uh, what's the proper way to say the city in Kentucky? Oh, Christ. Don't yes. get all nervous. You can handle this game. Where Rick Pitino used to coach. Louisville. I always heard it's Louisville. Yeah, I know. that It goes back and forth. For, for me, yeah. I know it's kind of like you just blur uh, or mumble it together. Louisville. Like Louisville, that. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I live two hours from Louisville. I used to yeah. call it. Oh, when, when, we used to drive through it all the time on the way to Ohio. Yeah. I had a friend that lived down there and said it was Louisville. Yeah. Now, I'm sure that's probably the right way. I was told that if you go to Canada and you find yourself in Ontario, if you don't want to look like a douche, you don't pronounce the second T. It's just Toronto. Say it again. Toronto. Really? Why not? I don't live there. I'm just saying. I got to go back in May. And they said, okay. I'm all fucked up on this. It's like uh, Tsunami. Do you say, <laughs> say it with a T or do you say it just with S? Uh, I used to say it with an S. Now I hear you say it with a T. Yeah. Toronto. Joe Tsai. I hear you say it with a T also. Joe Tsai? Yeah. Tsai. <laughs> Joe Tissy? Yeah. No hey, idea. Joe, don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you say the T. Well, so I was, Toronto without the what Toronto Toronto okay. yeah without the middle T that's what I was told so right. I have no fucking idea how that tied into what the correlation was between that and my tailor made pool yeah I don't know shit I had a point <laughs> I was supposed to make god damn I have no idea what the fuck the point was I was tying in no clue. No clue at all. All right. Well, check it out. The pools are... Oh, I know what it was. Go ahead. I talked to this friend constantly in Canada where today it was 34 degrees Fahrenheit. And she said, what's the weather down in San Diego? God, I said, when I was driving around, it was like 62, 63. And she said, you know what? She goes, that's still... She goes, I know it's chilly, but if you heat that... And by the way, I'll show you the picture. I'm not tweeting it out. Talking to her today, she's in the tailor-made pool shirt. Nice. Loved it. Perfect. Said she went to her gym, and uh, she goes, yeah, my gym's kind of different. And she goes, I got you and Dave's big egg head on my back. <laughs> and she said, uh, she goes, all the guys were like, she goes, I don't know. It felt like they were looking at you guys. I don't know if they're looking at me or looking at you two boneheads. But she's wearing the tailor-made pool, cool. representing. Nice. Uh, or I guess represented. <laughs> but you're gonna do it with every word now. Yeah, but ultimately, what the deal was is even in weather like this today, you yeah. could have a tailor-made pool and go hang out and not have to worry. God, I just filled my tank tonight. Yeah. Three forty-nine. Fuck! It never stops. Yep. I gotta go to Denver in a couple of weeks. And dealing with that shit and TSA and going through and all of it. Fuck, why deal with it? If exactly. you have the ability, ultimately what I'm trying to tell you is you can change your whole life. You can have everything with a very cool pool constructed by my man, Absolutely. Al Absolutely. He's going to do a great job. I have Al Ayler. Yeah. 
<laughs> I got a very close friend of mine who has a pool and it breaks down all the time. Really? All the time. And she just has to sit there outside and wait for this guy to fix it. And it's just ridiculous over it's, and over again. You know what? I I know who you're talking about. She's a really, really good friend. And man, this pool. You know, and I, hey, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, that guy, A, he doesn't work for tailor-made pools. No. And she's not local. But there's there's some reason they sure seem to have a chummy relationship. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I Ridiculous. don't know either. Ridiculous. All right. she pays that guy. <laughs> well, she should she should call Taylor Made Pools. Also, don't forget about Brian Curry. Brian Curry, one of the best guys you're going to meet. This is a human being, but at the same time, selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. He's a presidential award winner, and also he's one of the top 1% internationally. He's the guy that knows San Diego better than anybody. You're looking to move somewhere in San Diego as far as upgrading or downgrading. Saying my house is a little bit too big, my house is a little bit too small. He will find you the perfect house in the perfect neighborhood. you got to call Brian Curry at 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Brian is also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, call Brian Curry. Well, I want to go back one thing about TaylorMade Pools. You can check out uh, Al's work on our website at DaveAndJeffShow.com. You can also see Brian Curry's site, but this is what my recommendation is for Brian. For me with Brian Curry, he is a must-follow on Twitter at Diego. And I, uh, I apologize to all of you, and I apologize to BC as well. There are so many really good stories that he will put out for the real estate market. Great tips. That I've, I, man, I'm telling you, you see them and you read them and what you will often find, Dave's owned a house a lot longer than I did. I owned a house for 11 years. I'm still technically in it as an owner. I still seem to get a bill every month <laughs> and letters from the HOA about my dick kids. But <laughs> what Brian will put out are things that whether you've been in the game for two years, 10 years, 20 years, yep. it's all stuff that's beneficial. And it's one of those things, a little bit like the old King Stallman line, where it's better to know it and not need it than need it and not exactly. know it. And Brian's going to help put a lot of those fires out for you, probably 98% of them. But at least if you feel like you have an educated point of view, it sure helps the process. That's why I would follow him on Twitter at Diego and find out for yourself. Plus, um, military guy. Yeah. And we've said this. For the first 100 people that buy a house this week from Brian, Brian's going to rent a helicopter and he's going to take you flying. And we're going to go a bunch of different places. We're going to start here. We're going to fly over Eastlake, which is going to be great. But, Dave, then the one thing that we've talked about is we're going to gas it up. We're going to swing out over the Catalina Islands. And then Brian's going to take you uh, back through the desert storm. And we're going to go retrace where he flew. <laughs> uh, Steve Woods is all excited that he's going to Padre Fantasy Camp. That's going to be awesome as he gets to run around and try shirts on next to Kurt Bavacqua. We're going to take you to what? Nothing. We're going to take you to the Brian Curry Fantasy Camp, and it's going to be great. It's going to be you, uh, John Kaczynski, yeah. and Brian. Brian sells houses. A lot of your friends have real estate license. They don't do it. The friend I was telling you about with the busted pool, yeah, she shows a lot of houses. I don't think she's ever sold one. <laughs> no. I've seen it. It's ridiculous. 
Daniel Tyler. But she looks nice. She looks fantastic and smells good. But at the same time, I don't think she's ever sold a house. Brian Curry actually makes a living doing this because he's good at it. That friend of yours who does an open house, it's weird because she'll always have the same nine guys that show up. Look, the nine guys playing basketball in the driveway, they aren't buying that house. No. They just come in for a cool drink of water. That's it. Superior Fence Company, Daniel Tyler, he's your guy. She what should do you build want? that fence. <laughs> she needs a fence. She lets everybody in. Daniel Tyler's yes. <laughs> Daniel Tyler's your guy. Started in 2005. More than 14 years in the business. What are you waiting for? Daniel Tyler covers San Diego How County. How small a fence can he build? <laughs> what about 21 inches? <laughs> Daniel's your guy all over San Diego County. He's in He's North County, but he'll drive fucker. anywhere he wants. I haven't said shit. What are you talking about? I hope she's not listening. 760 <laughs> 760-745-4846. Your perfect fence is waiting for you, Daniel she Tyler. Has the answers for that. all the way around. <laughs> People park it everywhere on that property. <laughs> Make sure you give Daniel a call to find that perfect gator fence today. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you? You used to have a career. I'm done to know how many people are catching on if they know the same girl we know. Uh, yeah, he, he's going to have to do a perfect 21 inch circumference fence. <laughs> Get that covered. Uh, I say it, Luxon. I it happened, and I hate to do this to you because we talked about property values and everything else. We have very good friends, and this is this is a real story that lost their pup. Yeah. Lost their pup because their pup got out front, darted out, uh, hit by a car. And the family, Dave, as you can imagine, poor little pup, uh, had been with the family eight years. Wow. Uh, kids that had grown up with the pup, the whole thing. Just devastated. And I hate that, man. We've, as a show, as a community, we've experienced too much loss, different levels of loss. Uh, it does increase your property value. It makes it look great. But also when you think about kids or I'll tell you the other fucking reason why you why you have Dan Tyler come out, have a superior fence built. None of these fucking assholes are going to come by stealing the packages off your front step. No kidding. Bullshit. Because Dan's got the Dave and Jeff special right now. And if you order the Dave and Jeff fence, if anybody opens it and doesn't know the code, a large samurai sword will come out and it'll stab them right in their fucking spleen. <laughs> and uh, from what we've been yeah. told from the lawyer in blue jeans, you're clear of all murder charges. Exactly. <laughs> Everything is always, you're clear. Yeah. <laughs> and it will dice perfectly. Yes. To show the SDSF logo, and I think that's cool. <laughs> also, don't forget, if you're looking for that perfect website, what are you waiting for? Look professional. Make Start making some money through your business because it looks like you have your act together. Kyle Fluger is your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. We got a lot going on, but we are going to be doing a website, uh, and it's going to be kind of a cool little thing for artists, whether you're a photographer, maybe you like to do sketches. I have a friend who's a sketch artist that does such beautiful work really talented and has nowhere to put it. So uh, Kyle, I'm, I'm not sure if you heard last night, so I'll remind you today, 
uh, that we're going to do it. And I want disappointing Joseph and local bands to have a spot to just put some music up. We'll have photographers. We'll have sketch artists. We'll have you can write blogs. You can write stories. The whole deal. It's going to be really kind of fun. A lot of different people can do it. But what I want, you know, I love Dave. Yeah. I, I was talking to a friend tonight. Uh, missed opportunities are one thing. I was saying to this friend of mine, and all the guys we just talked about all fall under this category. I am much more fascinated by talking to small business owners than I am by talking about talking to athletes. And what fascinates me about guys that own a small business is what made you do it? What was it like the first night you put uh, you know, the key in the door? Yeah. The first guy who walked through the door, first customer, all those kind of things. And it's going to be a chance for people to just tell their stories. So we're putting that website together and look forward over the next couple of weeks. There you go. All right. Before we get out of here, I want to ask you, NFL playoffs coming up. Mm-hmm. I want to ask about the two games. Who do you have? All right. The first game, which to me should be the last game, but the first game is going to be the Rams and Saints. Yeah. To me, that should be the, the later game, but they obviously know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So you got the Rams and Saints. Saints are favored by, can you take a guess? Oh, Saints by four and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Three and a half. So Saints are favored by three and a half. What did Saints win the first game by? A ton. The Saints were up like 35-7 in the first half. Yeah. Everything went the way. Remember, the Aqib Tlaib didn't play. Right. I, I like how Sean Payton calls out Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters loses his shit when yeah. he says, keep talking, <laughs> with a couple F-bombs in there. Yeah. Pretty pissed. I, I like the the Rams look good to me right now. They, they established the running game. C.J. Anderson came back from the dead. Right. All of a sudden, the Rams look like a tough team. I'm, I, I'm picking the Rams. I, I mean, obviously, I'm rooting for the Rams. Whoever wins this game, by the way, I'm rooting for them to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm an I'm a Drew Brees guy and a Rams guy. I so, think uh, I think it's the Saints. You think it's and, the Saints? And I'm sorry to do that. It's all right. I know uh, you've been wrong before. <laughs> oh yeah. When they're like, you should work with Palais. Oh, you saw There's no bitch. reason to work with Jerry Sesnack. <laughs> we'll let Jeff Detro take that show. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. Remember okay. that fucking day? They're like, all we need you to do is go in and talk sports. I was like, well, I really want to write poems. <laughs> all, right, all right, so you got the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints. Okay. But um, I did hear uh, our buddy Steve Mason point out today that the Saints were not very good in December. They weren't. They didn't look good the last four games. But remember, a few weeks ago, the Rams didn't look very good either. Yeah. The Rams finally pulled it Dave, together. Dave, I, last three I games. tell you, though, um, I, I would be very, very stoked if the Rams got in. I That'd really do. I think else. that would be great for LA. And if you hate Dean, you're definitely rooting for the Rams. I mean, talk about that fight for L.A. Oh, Jesus fuck. Christ, one of the teams in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that would be really cool. I just, I'm kind of leaning towards the Saints in that game. Okay, next one up is uh, Patriots at the Chiefs. Now, according oh. to Vegas, out of the four teams, the Patriots have the worst odds to win the Super Bowl. Yet things have changed dramatically in this game already. Do you know what the temperature is supposed to be in Kansas City uh, for this well, game? I, I, fuck, man. It got so cold in Chicago on, what day did I come home? Sunday. Yep. I mean, the whole thing changed. I heard that it was like negative nine in Kansas City today. Like, it's gotten really bad. So, I don't know. Negative 15. There's an oh, ar- I an, love it. An Arctic blast coming through Casey. Goddamn right. And so <laughs> I saw that movie. <laughs> and at the same time, negative 15, I think that favors, to me, it favors the Patriots. And so when the Patriots talk about a cold weather team practicing in the cold all the time, the Patriots never go indoors. They always yeah. practice in the cold. Tom Brady says 
no big deal. It's always mind over matter. Not a, not a big deal at all. He's played in these games before. I like the Patriots. What do you think the point spread in this game is, by the mm. way? Point spread in this game is going to be, shit, if the Saints, who won as big as they did over uh, the Rams, are only three and a half, and it's Kansas City who looked really good. Yep. It's kind of a streaking sure Colts team. Patriots look really good, too. Yeah, well, they fucking beat a team that's a bitch. Um, <laughs> it's the goddamn Colts, though. The Colts suck, too. I know, but Colts have, Colts have been putting a lot of points yeah. up on the board on a, on another shitty weather day. I'm going to say uh, Kansas City is favored in this game by two and a half. Three. Ooh. Three. Right. So, basically, if the game was in New England... Yeah. Right. It would be it would be the other way around. So here you go. You got uh you, you got two good games. Which mm-hmm. when you look at the teams involved, and what Mahomes is at age twenty three. Right. We're gonna have a good Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. No matter what the possible matchup is, you should get excited. Whether it's Mahomes going against Breeds, Mahomes going against Goff. I like. We Mahomes. saw we, we saw obviously we saw the the Rams and the Chiefs in that crazy Monday night game. Yeah, and then at the same time you might see the Saints, the two old quarterbacks, Breeze and Brady. I'd like that. There are some crazy storylines yeah. there, right? Yeah, so. I mean, I I would like the Rams to be in it. Um, so either Rams, Saints, I'm fine either way with that. But I I I just uh, uh, we work for a guy who's a real dick, and I just <laughs> I can't see the Chiefs in the in the Super Bowl. I hate that guy. I really do. I hope he gets uh, irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> And he suffers. Uh, so <laughs> I'll can't take find a bathroom. Yes. <laughs> and he's stuck on a strictly broccoli <laughs> diet. Uh, I'll take uh, the Patriots. Okay. So we both have the Patriots and you have the Saints and I have the Rams. Um, at the last question, I'm going to ask you, Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winner. We yeah. all know he was a first overall pick in, in the draft. Or excuse me, first round pick. By the A's, I think it was ninth overall or something. Yeah. Um, he says he's, he's probably going to go for the NFL draft, which makes sense. People are saying he's going to go in the first round. Which NFL team is the I favorite to him? Do you know what? I know, too. Yeah, I know exactly. I thought I thought the odds on, and I want to think about who I heard say this today. I'll give credit to it. Uh, I believe it was Dan. I think Dan had it that I heard it this morning. And Dan said, Dan Patrick? Yeah, Dan okay. said to the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. And that made a lot of sense with three first-round picks, and so that would be interesting. So yeah, Kyler Murray, he, man, he's a small guy. But they said like fall into like twenty-seven, but there's well, really no other. There's only one other quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. That's Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State. Haskins was the other. That's guy, yeah. that's the only guy, and people haven't projected to go eleventh overall. If I'm tell you what, if I was the, if I'm the Giants, honestly, I'm the New York Giants. Yeah, I'm making a move to make a trade for Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers will not win with what Aaron Rodgers has and what they can do to fix it before he retires. If you're the Giants, you got got a line, you got Odell Beckham Jr., you got Barkley. Why not make the trade? Trade your draft picks and make a huge deal and go get Aaron Rodgers. Couldn't a, couldn't a few teams do that? Yeah, a couple teams could do Jacksonville could use Aaron well, Rodgers. Well, here, I'll give you a guy. Would you do that if you're the Giants? Would you go get Derek Carr? Because Derek Carr clearly doesn't fit in the in the Raiders. I would love future. to see the Raiders flip Derek Carr. I know he's only thrown one interception in the last nine games. I still would trade Derek Carr. But if you're the Giants, are you willing? Yeah, to, and now I think if you're so. Gruden? I think you are almost willing to do anything. There's no way. Obviously, people are talking Nick Foles. There's no way Nick Foles is going to the Giants. No, not going inside the division. But if I'm the Raiders, I'm trying to flip Carr right now, and then maybe, uh, like I heard. Oh, that's exactly who I heard. It was uh, Jim Beheim today. It was really funny 
with with Dan. Did Dan ask about Jim Bayon pissing his pants? I didn't hear that. Okay, I doubt it. Nobody nah, brought that up today. But, it was obvious. The guy pissed himself. Well, shit. He beaten Duke. <laughs> I was so excited. I'm going to so piss excited. myself. Yeah. But Beheim said something really interesting as as a coach, and, and you can take it any way you want, but he said if you're paying the money that you're paying to Carson Wentz, and or no, I'm sorry, you're paying Nick Foles the money, but right now you only owe Carson Wentz like 700000 Yeah. Because you don't know anything to either one of those guys. No, it's a business. It's a business, and you have to have a deep roster. He goes, you keep paying Nick Foles, and you keep him there. And Carson Wentz is your guy, and then when Carson Wentz gets hurt again, is yeah. what Beheim said, then then you got Foles there. But um, I would, as a Raider fan, I would like to see the Raiders move Derek Carr out. I would have moved Derek Carr before I would have moved uh, Khalil Mack. Yeah. Uh, Which ended up being the 24th pick in the draft. Right. A Hall of Famer for the 24th right. pick in the draft. Uh, right. Just Amari Cooper for the 27th pick. God dang. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So, but for me, if I'm the Raiders, uh, I move Carr out, and then you get even more financial flexibility. We didn't get a chance to talk about it because it happened kind of in between shows and traveling and everything else. But as a Raider fan, and this is a Raider show, you have a Raider sweatshirt on tonight. What you make of Mike Mayock being hired as GM of that team? I thought it was really strange. Really? I thought it was really, yeah, I just did. I just thought it was really strange that – and, and I'm not saying he's not going to do a good job. I don't know. I mean, people automatically yeah. think because he has a microphone, he's just a talking head. He has no idea what he's talking about. You know what? When you're a broadcaster, you have access to more stuff than anybody else. I mean, yeah. just like John Gruden said, I learned a lot from broadcasting because I was inside these coaches' rooms. Well, he didn't learn the right things because he fucking sucked <laughs> this year. He was terrible. Yeah. But it, the Mayock deal surprised me. It honestly, it did. I mean, it, I, I don't know. Did it shock you? A guy six years old that all of a sudden goes from the broadcast booth to being general manager of the Raiders? Well, there was, there was a second layer to it that I liked. Um, the one thing that I like, although Mayock immediately kind of gelded himself when he said, interviewed at uh, – uh, at the national championship game when he said, you know, John has final say, I always liked Mike's role for the draft. And the reputation that Mike always had was that he was incredibly well prepared and new and, and is a yeah. scouting guy and knows all those kind of things. What I was concerned about was, well, that's fine. But what is he able to do within the salary cap? How is he going to negotiate yeah. signing bonuses and do those kind of things? Because I did like the way that Reggie McKenzie handled that. But the feeling is is that he's going to go, and I'm mind-blanking on the guy, um, the former GM of the Indianapolis Colts. Bill Polian? Not Bill Polian. He's too busy running the fleet. Is it Ryan Griggs? Yeah, I think so. Like I have Ryan Pace and I have Ryan Griggs in my head. But um, he's going to bring that guy in. And that guy is going to be kind of what Billy Devaney was to Bethard. But he is the guy that has the experience running the salary cap and doing negotiations and things like that. And is going to be kind of Mayak's right-hand guy. And that's what I like. But, Dave, I was afraid that they were going to let Gruden do all the scouting and kind of be the main guy. And it just, last year, it was a fucking disaster what yeah. he did. Uh, did you see it? Just type in uh, uh, Colts GM Ryan. It's either Ryan Griggs or Ryan Pace. I, I don't know why the fuck I'm mind-blocking on it. But 
that has been the feeling is that he was going to come in and be Mayak's right. Ryan Grigson. Grigson. That's the guy expected to come in and be Mayak's right hand. Okay. So we'll see what happens. That'll be uh, that, that'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that turns out. I tell you what, we always uh, you know just just real quick, Tom Teleska. Sometimes you got to tip your hat towards him. Ed McGuire. Uh, well, not just the Ed McGuire thing. The but Derwin, I mean, the, running the, the yeah, cap. But the Derwin James the pick Huge. was so fucking good. I mean, you're yeah. looking at what we said a couple weeks ago. Troy Polamalu. He's so damn good. That kid. Yeah. It, it just did a fantastic job. I don't know why he fell the way he did. We knew he was great at Florida State, but sometimes people don't see what's right in front of them. Uh, you know, before I trash Mayock, we'll see what he does. I'll give him a chance to fail before I criticize him. Um, there's a lot of feeling that Luke Walton could be gone. As it's not Luke Walton's fault that LeBron James isn't playing. I mean, what the hell? LeBron yeah. James should be named MVP now. Yeah. I mean, look at the damn difference of the two teams. Uh, Lakers should win tonight up by 10 over the Bulls. But, Dave, if Luke Walton's out, we saw Tom Thibodeau yeah. get a win against the Lakers and then was fired <laughs> almost immediately afterwards. If uh, if Luke Walton's out, who's the next head coach of the Lakers? You know, I have no idea because Luke Walton was the guy I wanted when they when they went and they hired him. You know what's funny? Here's a guy that took a team to the NBA Finals that was out right away was David Blatt. Isn't it yeah. weird that we never got another chance? No. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. I think I know the guy. Who I do think you think's I, the guy? I think the next guy is going to be Tyron Lue. Oh, my gosh. Just because he's buddies with LeBron? Former Laker? Yeah. Well, I was a Ty Lue fan at the time when the Cavs signed him just because – Dude, a lot of times those bench guys, like a Bochi guy, you yeah. learn a lot. But that'd be that'd be something else, huh? Right. That I mean, a former Tyler. Laker. Yeah, I know. But well, we've had former Lakers in the past, like Byron Scott. Well, shit that'd be my fear. Yeah. Like I'm not a Laker fan, but but I can't imagine Magic and Rob Palinka would bring Byron in. But it's Tyler a good thing they're winning tonight. I mean, that's not a guarantee to keeping your job. But they say Palinka, who doesn't show any emotion at all, has been super pissed watching this team. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're pretty bad. Yeah, but Dave, could you see that? What? Where was Ty Lue in relation to like Magic's coaching and being around this team? Was, didn't they kind of intersect? No, they didn't. No, Ty Ty was with Kobe. Ty, Ty Lue was the guy. A lot of people don't realize this because there was talk about Allen Iverson that that pick where he steps over. Yeah, yeah. Ty Lue. When Ty Lue came into the NBA Finals after 2001, they lost Game One, and then they swept the next four games. Ty Lue was the reason I thought. That he was the guy that was the best defender on Allen Iverson. So he was the Kobe Shaq guy back then. Okay. And then he coached under Doc Rivers for a number of years. Well, that'll be I'll I'll go ahead and put that name up uh that I could see that. Yeah. It's because, not a bad call. He's sitting there. Yeah, and you yeah. remember that when uh that LeBron acknowledged him when he left and then when Ty got fired for the Cavs. Yeah. Uh is one of those things. That would be the guy, former Laker. Yeah. Right? Had success. It doesn't funny. Certain guys that LeBron has respect for, he loves uh, Fizdale with the Knicks. Yeah. You know, he loved him when when they were connected, but at the same time, there are a lot of guys he has no respect for, you can see, as it, as it goes on. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things that I'm watching. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you one other name and tell me this. Uh, could Mark Jackson be the coach of that team? <laughs> you know what? Mark Jackson would love another chance. Don't you think a chance to go the against the Warriors? job, they said. But wouldn't you think he would take, you'd love the Laker job? Because yeah. he, nobody does more Warriors games than Mark Jackson. I know. It's I mean, be great. It, it has to be. Yeah, but it has to be terrible for him, no, doesn't it? That's, I'm being yeah. sarcastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's watch him chance. get the ring every night. Yeah. Yeah. Three rings. What did they say when they built this Laker team? It was built just to beat the Warriors. Yeah. And Mark Jackson got a chance to take out his old team. Would it be something else. I just don't know if he'd be the guy. I think that's about it. We'll do it. Can you do it Sunday night? 
Uh, Come back after oh, the NFL playoffs. That's what I wanted to tell you. I got updates for you. It will not be this Sunday night. It will be the following Sunday night. Josh Lewin in the garage. Oh, cool. So I think that is uh, the 27th of January. Yeah, I think it's because uh, this Saturday. You're right. Is, yeah, this Saturday is the 19th, the 26th. Yep, you're right. Right now, as it stands, January 27th. Went back and forth with Josh today. He's on his way out of town for a couple of days, but he is a go. Uh, we're going to lock it up. It will either be that night, the 27th, or the Monday night, the 28th. Josh Lewin in the garage. Looking forward to that. And then we will lock in uh, Laura Kane uh, over the next couple of days as well. Cool. Good deal. All right. Thank you, everybody. See you.
love me, baby. I'm in love with baby. True. 